now it's time for Rod and Real Radio with your hosts, Hop Along John Cassidy, fresh and saltwater expert angler Stan Vanderberg, and all-around outdoors fishing and hunting enthusiast Wendy Toshihara. If you love the outdoors, enjoy salt or freshwater fishing, this is the show for you. We'll cover most all of the fishing tournaments and events with special reports while providing you with the information you need as to how and where to experience the best fishing opportunities in Southern California, Baja, Alaska, or just about anywhere the fish are biting. We have some fantastic guests and reports lined up for you this evening, so sit back, relax, and get ready for the fastest two hours in radio. It's all right here, right now, on Rod and Reel Radio, the best stop on your radio dial for all the information you need for fishing opportunities all over the United States. Now here's your host, Hop Along, John Cassidy. Well, thank you, Mark Larson. And for 2019, welcome, everyone, to another live edition of Rod and Reel Radio. I am indeed your underfished host. Hop along, John Cassidy. It is our pleasure to have you in the house tonight. Now that we got those pesky football games and everything like that out of the way, you can pay full attention to Rod and Reel Radio. And I think we're going to make it worth your while, especially for this first edition in 2019, we have a jam-packed show. Let me give you a little idea who's going to be with us. Captain James Nelson is going to be with us for a California inshore report. We're also going to talk a little bit about uh, launching out of the new Shelter Island launch ramp facility. Captain James has done that a couple of times. We'll talk about that and how our local fishing conditions are. And then later on in the hour, Mike Lum is going to be with us. And you know Mike. He's general manager of the upcoming Fred Hall shows. We're going to talk about what to expect in this year's show. And if we get the opportunity, we're also going to talk about what's happening with Friends of Rolla, which we all know Mike is very involved in. Hey, we were scheduled to have Billy Kelman on with us tonight. Billy decided to go fishing. And I got to tell you, there's a little (laughs) bit of a bluefin bite out there. We're going to get a chance, I hope, to talk a little bit about that before the 6 o'clock hour. And then coming up in the 6 o'clock hour, man, a great friend of ours and Rod and Reel Radio and all fishermen out there, Mr. Roland Martin is going to be with us. We're going to catch up with what Roland's been doing in 2018, what his plans are for 2019. He might even be making a new career move that we're going to be talking about. But also, we'll talk a little bit about his impressions of Major League Fishing and what's happening in the pro-angling community right now. But before we get to all that, let me introduce to you my co-host for Rod and Reel Radio. First, just gentlemen, it is the voice of 1-800-BASSBOAT and a pretty darn good fresh and saltwater fisherman in his own right, Mr. Stan Vandenberg. Stan, howdy. Hey, good evening, John. Good evening, everybody. You know, it's been a jam-packed short week. <laughs> Trying to get everything ready. At our first tournament of the year, uh, finished fourth and second big, play, uh, big fish, so can't whine too much there. And then spent the day with the continuing saga of trying to organize tackle in a garage. <laughs> it's nothing well, but good. Stan, considering it's winter, going out and catching fish, man, that is sort of like bonus, a bonus time out here in Southern California. Oh, you know, and we knew it was going to be tough. It always is January the first week you know you don't expect to 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 just tie one on and just go throw it and catch them we didn't i mean we struggled through the day but ended up with right at 16 pounds and 
and fourth place and second big fish, which for uh, a start of the year, I'm pretty, pretty tickled. Nice bag uh, of fish. Congratulations, Stan. Hey, and let me introduce our audience to our other co-host. She has been with the show ever since the beginning. We're going on over 20 years. Can you believe that? And she mm. doesn't look a day over 30. Miss Wendy Toshihara. Wendy, how you doing? Oh. You'll win. Uh-oh. Wendy, are you there? All right. Hey, I, I am doing great. Chandra. I am right here. Oh, there we are. Sure. Okay. <laughs> so I am at a friend's house having a good time, and uh, I'm also on the other end of the spectrum from Stan. I am joining at the big bluefin that are outside in my backyard. Yes, well, they are. You know, that, yep. and that's a very cool thing. It started this week. Yeah, you know, and it's just right outside my harbor, uh, Nacho Red Squid. Uh, although a guy just caught a 80-pounder between the oil rigs, and he was trolling a mackerel. But uh, no they're out there right in front. Wow. Well, I know well, uh, Root, Captain Root on the, what is it, the Sport King got the first one of the year. Um, the, the and they were foaming up in green water, 56 degree or 50, yeah, 56 degree water, green. And they came up foaming around him and they hooked a couple and landed the first one of the year, which is very That's cool. Awesome. Yeah, there's some wow. 62 degree water out in front of my house. So they're, they're hanging out in that. Hey, guys, we'll uh, get the chance to talk a little bit about that bluefin bite uh, later on in the hour because we've got some news. And as I said, we were going to have Billy Kelman on with us because Billy went out there and caught one of those fish. He did give us some information about how they were caught, and we have some fun facts for you. So we're going to leave that until later on in the hour. But let's get on to our first guest. He's patiently waiting. He's a regular contributor to Rod and Reel Radio. I asked him to come aboard not only because is the fishing great inshore, but maybe you can give us a little insight on how launching is on that new launch ramp that we have at Shelter Island. So without further delay, let's introduce our audience to Captain James Nelson. Captain James, welcome to the show, sir. Hey, great. Thanks for having me, John. How you guys been? Man, good, Jimmy. Been how are you? Good. All right. I haven't but, talked to you guys since last year. What the heck? Uh, I know it's been a while. <laughs> hey, hey, James, are you going to fish the baby tournament this year with Chuck? Um, you know that's that's something that's that's um, it, it's on the dry erase board. Let's put it that way. It may or may not happen, Wendy. Not sure, <laughs> but you know what? John, John's got me uh, really curious enough to after the show, I'm going to stick around. Who knows? Maybe my bug will get going, but I got to stick around because he said something about Roland Martin running for president. 2020. I don't know what was that you said. John Rose looking at a new career. We've got we've got some <laughs> surprises for our listening guests tonight. No, also uh, Roland has embarked on a new career that we're going to kind of get into too. But James, we're talking to you. <laughs> I guess the first thing I need to ask you, you know, the yeah. Shelter Island launch ramp just opened up a little bit before Christmas. You've launched off that launch ramp before they closed it up a gazillion times. You've had a chance to use the new launch ramp. Uh, why don't you give us a, a critique on how it is launching out of the new improved Shelter Island launch ramp? Well, you know, I must say, John, uh, being a, a trailer boat captain, I know it doesn't always uh, bode well with a lot of the 
uh, the guys that are on docks. But uh, but it, it's really nice and knowing knowing my city, knowing the bay, and being able to talk to other people about it. And uh, whether it be my my guests or folks that just call me and want to know what's going on, and you know they're launching their boats. And I can tell you, what was really nice, let's, if I may retreat, let's go back to before they started this, the fact that they revamped the one over in Glorietta Bay. And they made a really nice facility out of it, cleaned it up, extended some of the courtesy dock, and it was really nice. But I'll tell you what, if it was uh, apples to oranges type comparison to what they've done at Shelter Island, it's just it's marvelous. It was something that I know that we all grunted about. You know, didn't want, We wanted to see it happen, but we didn't want to forfeit it to do so. Uh, it took longer than we wanted. You know, those things happen. But, uh, you know, I was just out there a few days ago with Robert Schneider of Phoenix Bates. And, and uh, you know, so I had the luxury of doing a two-person launch, unlike I normally do uh, with my clients. I launch and then they meet me. Uh, so I, I can't tell you what it's like as a self-launcher, but it doesn't look like it's going to be a problem. Because, again, you've got all, what, 19 lanes. You've got courtesy dock galore. It's just, it's a beautiful thing. Well, and uh, more room in the marina. And uh, how about getting in and out? Uh, I, we know that they have extended the opening from, uh, I think it was 34 feet to now it's about 60 feet. So it's twice the size. Uh, uh, plenty of room to get in and out there now. Well, you know, yes, yes and no. And that's the only thing I think I, I would, uh, you know, give give any kind of uh, negative feedback on and really it's a minor thing because we'll all get used to it but um being you know i used to drive that seal boat uh so you know what it's like with that amphib and uh, going from that to a center console boat back and forth and all that jazz that's the one thing i think um is going to be different it's going to really take a learning curve for a lot of people and i'm sure the seal captains already have is that you do have a blind coming in and out uh, when we had the jetty, it sat lower. Your eyeballs were at an area you could see who's coming in and out, except for extreme low tides. But for normal tide or even high tide, you could see over the thing, and uh, that made it a little nicer. This this is something you do have to be aware of. Uh, fortunately, they've got a fishing pier up on top of the thing, so I'm sure if something was going to happen, someone's going to notice and scream. <laughs> Well, you but, know, I, I, I was led to believe that there was no fishing going to be allowed on that thing. And especially one of the things I hear about are people are getting to, you know, the, the very points of entrance and they're fishing off of that. And they're casting over the the channel going into and out of the, the marina. So that's still a little yeah. bit of a hazard. Yeah, you can practically cross from tip to tip. Um I think the one thing that, again, you know, I w- they didn't ask me when they went to the drawing board, but I think the one thing I would have liked to see differently is just a wall in the middle that nobody could get on um, yeah. and a gap for an in and a gap for an out. I think that would have been, you know, control traffic control-wise, I think that would have been a little nicer. But, again, I can't complain about what they did uh, as far as putting courtesy dock all around um, and just really doing a, a nice job and. And finally getting it open. Yay. Yay, that's good. Well, <laughs> now, okay, now the lamp, uh, the ramp is open. You've had a chance to maybe fish a little bit more out in the mouth of the bay. And, you know, going from Glorietta Bay, it was, what, another four or five miles just to get what you would normally launch out of the Shelter Island ramp. How's the fishing in the bay right now, Jim? 
Um, it's good. You know, this is the time of year where that, that end of the bank gets, uh, gets a lot of hit, um, especially when for the years that we have the Bay Bass tournament. I know a lot of guys are going to want to fish in that area. Um, so it does get a lot of hit. For those who who can find them, though, I mean, there's this is also the time of year where the big sculpin move in. And as everybody knows, that's about the only rockfish you're allowed to harvest if you should like. And even if you don't want to harvest them, they sure are fun to catch in shallow water. So we oh, got them. We got our, our sand bass, of course, the bay bass, and uh, sometimes you get calicos up in there. And, of course, everybody knows about the jetty itself. But right up in, along the channels and around the bait barge, there's plenty of calicos to be had. Stan, did you have a yeah. question? No. no I'm sorry? Sounds interesting. <laughs> so, you know, with all the with all the things going on right now with the water, what's the water like in in, in have we got an influx of bait, or what's happening around the area there, Jim? Well, I'll I'll be out in a, in a couple of days where I haven't been the last couple of days. Um, but the last time I was out, uh, there was definitely a presence of uh, really good currents uh, moving the clams. So there's a lot of good clams activity as well as the shrimp. Um, I haven't seen, normally this time of year, we get an influx of anchovies and or the bay hatch, but I haven't seen a lot of that yet. But but be expected to see that, and, of course, your telltale signs are always the birds. Start seeing turns diving. Uh, that's a good place to get to, and I just like throwing chrome. I like that quarter-ounce uh, cast master is always a good one when you see birds diving. You know, Jim, when uh, Wendy and I had an opportunity to go out on our little lobster hooping expedition we had the opportunity to uh, fish in between soaking uh, the hoops and wendy uh, you agree with me i don't remember a time we were fishing not only by the bait barge but we were fishing by the jetty i don't remember a time where i've actually seen that much bait in the water especially the smaller mackerel yeah it's amazing it was amazing how much bait was in the water that's that's so, great we should start seeing them around you know, pretty much downtown on down through the bay then. Right. Well, Jim, now, you know, you have complete access to the bay. You got San Diego Bay uh, that is producing really well. You got Mission Bay that's still doing well. And I know while, uh, uh, you know, you weren't doing the bays, you had a chance to make it out. I th- It looked like out to the Point Loma Kelp and did pretty well out there. Uh, we have done pretty well there, and then, of course, down a little bit further, you know, my, my favorite southern spots. Um, yeah. So we were able to, uh, like I said, get a lot of good sand bass at the time of year, get them really well, and then uh, some calico bass. We've got sheep's head lately. We've gotten, uh, of course, you know where they go back, but uh, we've gotten a few white sea bass, John. Yeah, and I'm talking like was up to 50 pounds. I mean, you get that yeah, on a what, on a skip. What and that's was that a size of that one that was in that picture with you? That was a that was a behemoth. It it was, I was and it was really lucky. But I mean, obviously, I love my job and I love taking clients and I like seeing someone from uh, especially from the Midwest catch a big fish like that. But that one was actually my nephew. And that was a family trip in town for the holidays and. You know, just wanted to get out and see what we could catch. And when he caught that one, that was pretty fun. It was really fun because he caught it on a little trout rod. That's well, really? What pound, what pound line were you on? Well, I, I, I throw 30-pound either line braid, 
because you know it's got like what twelve pound diameter. So when I say trout right. rod, obviously I'm I'm exaggerating. And it'll, you know, but uh, but yeah, it was a pretty pretty small rod, a little a little pin, you know, spinning rod. I think it had a Shimano Sedona or one of those size, you know, thirty five hundred reels. You know, it's just a little. It's kind of fun. Little, I mean, it spooled us. It, and when it first took off, we had to chase it down, and uh, that was That's pretty fun. Way cool. <laughs> So are you guys finding squid squid along your coast, too? Because up in Huntington Beach, we have squid. You know, I haven't seen any squid, Wendy. And this one, when it came up, it coughed up uh, sardines. It coughed up about four or five, seven-inch sardines. You know, so. Right. Well, Captain James, it's a a great time to go out fishing in the bay, San Diego Bay, our immediate offshore. Uh, Kids getting off uh, from holidays here for a little bit. If people want to get a hold of you and book a trip, how's the best way to go about doing it? Well, they could always reach me at the website, thefishicon.com. It's those three words all jumbled together, thefishicon.com. Um, they could check me out at Angler's Arsenal or rodandreelradio.com or even in the store there at Angler's Arsenal. Come say hey. Um, and then uh, telephone, good old-fashioned phone number, 619-395-0799. All right, Captain James, thank you for that report, not only on the launch ramp, but on our local fishing conditions here. I've I've got a feeling that we're going to have August-type fishing here probably for most of the year until we really start getting some of those pulses from the north that bring some storms down our way. Thanks a lot for uh, being with us and spending some of your Sunday with us, sir. Always a pleasure, John. Thanks again for having me, guys, and uh, hopefully talk to you a lot, lot short, a lot sooner than last time. <laughs> well, keep catching them, James. Captain James. Captain James Nelson, the fish icon. Hey, Stan, Wendy, and I, we're going to take a little break right now. But coming up next, Mr. Mike Lum, general manager of the Fred Hall Shows. That's right. The Fred Hall Shows are right around the corner. We're going to find out why you want to be going to the Fred Hall Shows this year. And then also, maybe if we have some time, we'll talk a little bit about what Michael Lum is doing with Friends of Rolla. So stay tuned. We'll be back after these messages. Gabakatsu hooks are made from high-grade carbon steel specially heat treated to make them light and extra strong but not brittle. The Gabakatsu sharpening process is the most modern in the world and results in a perfectly conical point that is unequaled in sharpness. Gabakatsu offers a huge variety of hooks for all types of fishing, drop shot, extra wide gap, worm hooks, finesse wide gap, and a lot more. Gabakatsu has a hook for whatever style of fishing you want to do. Don't waste your time on a cheap hook. Ask for Gabakatsu hooks at your favorite tackle store now. Hi, this is Lori Heath. You may know me from some of the sports boats out of San Diego. I want to talk to you about something that's really close to my heart, the San Diego Blood Bank. Fishing for a way to make a difference in your community? Consider donating blood or making a financial donation to the San Diego Blood Bank. Your gift will impact medical research, revolutionize how we improve health and treat disease, and most importantly, give the gift of life. But we can't do it without you or without your help. Visit sandiegobloodbank.org to make an appointment or to give a financial donation today. It's the best way to give back. And just to let you know, I'm also a blood donor. 
I can't wait to spend some quality time with my son fishing this year, teaching him about casting, how to choose bait, set the hook, and how to be safe on the water by always wearing a life jacket. Save the ones you love. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. This is John from Angler's Arsenal. Since 1983, Angler's Arsenal has served the needs of the fishing community throughout Southern California, and now we are continuing that tradition out of our new retail store on Woodside Avenue in Lakeside. I invite you to make the trip to visit with Chuck, Dan, Jonathan, and Marvin and draw from the wealth of fishing information my crew has amassed over the many years of fishing experience. They will make your time on the water more productive. When it comes to products, Angler's Arsenal carries all the major brands you've come to know and trust over the years. My knowledgeable staff will make sure you are fitted with the right quality tackle you've been looking for. We're known for servicing those reels and rods you've depended on and used over the course of the season. Bring them in to us and we'll make sure they work and look better than the day they came out of the factory. Angler's Arsenal is also the home of Western Plastics, your one-stop shopping center for the fresh and saltwater hand-poured plastics you've depended on since 1985. Looking for those specially wrapped fishing rods? Angler's Arsenal can build you a stick that will put a hurt on any mean old fish that comes your way. Now we're open Monday through Sunday, 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. Give us a call at 619-466-8355 to discuss your fishing needs. Or better yet, stop by and visit with us at 12255 Woodside Avenue in Lakeside. Quantum Fishing's gone and done it again for you with the brand new redesigned Smoke PT Reel Series. Everything from your spinning reels all the way to your bait casters, the PTA design has the new PTXA frame, lighter, stronger, bone-crushing drag, quantum fishing. We are performance-tuned. Check them out at Angler's Arsenal in La Mesa or anglersarsenal.com or give us a call at 619-466-8355. Hey, everybody. This is a message for our listeners from a new Baja Magic Lodge at Cedros Island. Cedros Outdoor Adventures wants to make your dream of fish at Cedros Island a reality. Want to go after giant calicos or yellowtail with the best Cedros Island fishing organization? but you just don't know who to contact, then give Cedros Outdoor Adventures a call at 619-793-5419, or even better yet, log on to their informative website at cedrosoutdooradventures.com. There you can visit their trip calendar and schedule a trip that's convenient for you. Once again, the phone number is 619-793-5419, or their website of cedrosoutdooradventures.com. This portion of Rod and Reel Radio is brought to you by the Rockley's Fish Release System. Now you can quickly and easily release fish suffering from barotrauma back to the depths they were caught. Look or ask for the Rockley's at your local fishing tackle dealer. Hey, Stan, Wendy and I, we want to welcome you back to new, uh, Rod and Reel Radio. You know, we were talking about this being... A new year, and with the new year, there comes a lot of the adventures that we have looked forward to all year. And, man, we are right around the corner from one of the biggest events of them at all. That's the Fred Hall Shows. We've asked Mike Lum to come with us and tell us a little bit about what we can look forward to in this year's show. Mike, welcome to Ron Real Radio, sir. Well, hello, everyone. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, Happy Mike. Happy New Year to you, Mike. Yeah, Mike. Man, it, you know, it seems like you think you got you got plenty of time. The shows are still way out there in the future. And the next thing you know, you're not talking about months. You're talking about just weeks now. Tell us a little bit about some of the things that are happening that 
people will be seeing with the Fred Hall shows this year? Well, the first thing that comes to mind is they're going to see some of the most jam-packed shows they've ever seen. Uh, this being our 73rd year, I obviously haven't been around the entire time, but uh, I have never seen this much activity and this many uh, people getting signed up for the show. Um, I think by the end of uh, this, this coming week, uh, we're going to be on a waiting list for the Long Beach show, and, and I don't believe we've ever ever been that full this early before but um the boat really? business is booming oh it's unbelievable it really is the boat business is booming and everybody would like to have more space than we have available the fishing tackle uh, business has been very strong obviously the last three years but continues uh up until right now if uh if anybody would have predicted uh, yellowtail under kelp patty in january i would have thought they were talking <laughs> about some other some other country but um, that's that's what's going on, and it bodes really well for the level of excitement and all the uh, all the manufacturers are going to be there, um, many with larger boosts than they've had in the past, and a lot of new exhibits. Uh, we've got new exhibits at all three shows. We've got travel. Uh, the travel area is completely full uh, in Long Beach and and almost full in uh, in uh, Bakersfield and Del Mar. And uh, so we have just not seen this level of enthusiasm in a, in a very, very low, well, ever, frankly, ever. So uh, that's going to be fantastic. The seminar lineup is coming together really well. We're going to have some great opportunities for people to learn about everything from trout fishing up in the eastern Sierra to the uh, offshore fishing here locally. And then, of course, all the Baja and long-range stuff that we're going to be talking about. We'll be doing a uh, with all of the presentations in Long Beach, will be in excess of 400 seminars in Long Beach alone. So uh, oh. that that you could spend multiple days at the show and not see anywhere close to all of them. Uh, a real new exhibit for us, uh, or a new attraction, I should say, Johnson Hicks Marine, that puts on a beautiful display of marine electronics at all three of our shows, um, is taking over one of the seminar areas this year in Long Beach, and we're going to just simply call it the Johnson Hicks um, marine electronic seminar uh, area, and uh, it's going to overlook the show floor. And it, the only seminars that, that will be done in that room are going to be on modern day current marine electronics. And it's uh, there's some fascinating new stuff coming on the market that uh, you'll want to make sure to get by uh, the Johnson Hicks booth and check out and sit in on a couple of these uh, seminar presentations. Uh, you just simply don't have access to that kind of information anywhere, and we're real excited that uh, the folks up at Johnson Hicks are expanding as much as they are uh, and taking on a bigger role in all three of our shows. You know, uh, Mike, uh, one thing that's always been impressive about the Fred Hall show, it uh, appeals to the most avid outdoorsmen, uh, you know, the 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 man or woman that you know, lives, breathes, and thinks nothing but outdoors on a 24-7 basis. But at the same time, it's also an event that is a family event. And for those individuals that are more casual to the outdoors but wanting to get more involved, it's a tremendous opportunity for them to come to an event, and it's turnkey. Everything is under one roof and waiting for you just to discover it. It, that's very true, John. We work we work all year long to try to make all of our shows family friendly, and um, I, I think we we really go uh, go beyond it, what other shows do when it comes to attracting uh, kids to the show. 
Uh, of course, all the kids get into all the Fred Hall shows. If they're under 16 years old, they get in for free. And uh, that means if you want to round up your neighbor's kids and, uh, and distant relatives and bring them with you, the more the merrier. We love seeing the kids and the families at the show. There's a lot of free uh, attractions from trout fishing at the shows to air gun shooting, laser shooting. There's a lot of different uh, things. Uh, fishing Game or Fishing Wildlife, rather, continues to do a beautiful job with their uh, casting competitions. Uh, and there's a lot of people think kids love to catch fish, and they do. But uh, so there's days when I think they love casting as much as they love actually catching fish. And you stand out there and watch those kids lined up to uh, to get a chance to hit those targets with those practice plugs, and it's pretty fun. So we'll have that again at all the shows. And um, uh, we, we learned many, many years ago that uh, that we needed to attract the entire family. We want mom and we want grandma and we want uh, the dads and, and the grandfathers. And it's not unusual for us to see three generations of, uh, of people at the Fred Hall Show. We see that quite regular at the, at the Trout Pond area um, where you'll see the, the grandfather and his son and, and uh, the new grandson that's uh, – that's catching his very first fish and they're all there to see it. So it's pretty, pretty fun. And we take great pride in making sure that that's a big, big part of the show. And, uh, and we hope that, uh, we hope that everybody that has that many of the people listening to your show, uh, caught their very first fish at a Fred Hall show. That's, that's kind of that's amazing when you think about it. You uh, know, well, one of the great things, uh, I, I watch the kids <laughs> on these practice, hitting the, the, uh, targets with the practice plugs and the, and to watch the, the and see the size of the kids that can handle a rod and reel and how accurate they are is pretty amazing. You know, we were, for a while they kind of went through a downturn. We didn't see as much of that, but nowadays you see these kids and they, they can take a, a bait casting rod and pitch and and cast as well as some of the pros and they're they're just little tiny guys out there. Dad has been working with them on the bow. And and it's pretty fun to watch. And the the other part of the show that I I really love is ASA show has the the big show where all of the people come from around the world to show their new products at the uh, middle of July. And you don't really see those a lot until now at the Fred Hall show. You'll see some of the newest stuff. ICAST is the ICAST is the name of that trade show, but that's not open to the public. That's strictly there for no. the industry buyers to decide what products they're going to uh, put in, and it allows the manufacturers to introduce new products. And, and as you mentioned, Stan, that occurs in July, and those orders are placed uh, shortly after that, and the products are just showing up, in some, in some cases, just showing up right when the Fred Hall shows start. So we are, in most cases, the very first consumer exposure to a lot of these brand new products and there's manufacturers that actually hold product to introduce it to our shows because they because they want people to uh, see it at the show for the very first time you know one of the things that's uh, really interesting and it's been unique to the fred hall shows is that not only is it a consumer show but the fred hall shows did not start as a consumer show they started with the manufacturers being there and displaying their products. And what it's kind of evolved into now, this is one of the, the few shows in the country where if you are having problems with a fishing reel or a piece of equipment, the manufacturer most likely will be there at the Fred Hall Show where you can go and you can talk to a technician, an engineer, 
You might even talk to the guy that actually designed what it was. You'll definitely be talking to someone that's probably been in and out of the insides of whatever it is that you bring there that can tell you exactly why that piece of equipment isn't working up to your expectations and with no intention of of selling you but being there to tell you about their products and how they work. And, And then if you want, then there are people there, not the manufacturers, but their dealers and such at the show where if you decide you want to go buy something for that manufacturer, you can probably find it there. Very unique experience, Mike. Well, it's a, it's a real, it's a real learning curve for both sides of that equation because I know many manufacturers that, that look forward to the Fred Hall shows each year because they leave with enough information to help plan their future products uh, that they're going to be working on for the next couple of years, just based on the interaction they have with some of the anglers that stop by the booth and share their experiences and, and tell them what they think. They're not shy about telling them what they think is wrong with something. And uh, if they make a note of that, uh, you, you never know. I mean, walking into a manufacturer's booth and saying, hey, I bought one of these, and, and here's what, what, I, what I don't like about it, or here's the improvement I would make, you never know. You could see that improvement actually take fold um, simply because you took the time to visit with them, and they bring their they bring their technicians out to interact with the, with the public and to learn. They they learn as much as uh, from our people as our people learn from them. So it's a just being involved in something this large that has this many people under one roof that are all passionate about about recreational fishing and 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 all types of outdoor recreation that in itself is something people need to experience getting caught up in the moment of a fred hall show is is a very exciting thing and and i encourage everybody to come out and experience it it's not like other shows i encourage everyone to experience it but also i encourage everyone to buy multiple day tickets because it's so huge and there's so much for you to see and hear but as you said, you know, California, Southern California especially, there's a lot of manufacturers in the area that go to this show. So, I mean, there is so much, whether you're a fisherman or not, a hunter or not, somebody who wants to go on vacation, which everybody is, I mean, you have something for everyone. Yes, we do, uh, Wendy. It's a great place to, to learn about other parts of the country and learn about other fishing opportunities. We have people that fly in just to come to the show every every year. They call me starting here in about another two weeks. They will call wanting to know when the seminar schedules are going to be up because they're going to buy their airplane tickets to come in from the East Coast. And, of course, it's always difficult to know exactly what those seminar schedules are going to be uh, six weeks out. So we do our best, but people uh, do fly out here from the East Coast every year simply because there is no other place they can see anything like a Fred Hall show. Right. Stan, and you can probably attest, even though you don't supply a physical product, you do supply a service, which is insurance. And over the years that you've been at the Fred Hall Show, I'm sure that you have people that come up and critique the insurance policies or or say, hey, I've got an insurance policy and I thought it covered this, it didn't cover, or I like to see this cover. And, And you've probably put together some of your insurance programs based on what you've learned at these shows. Well, the one good thing about being involved with a show, because I've been doing the Fred Hall show since the mid-70s when I got involved with the bass fishing uh, careers, if you want to call that, and I came up with the bass boat insurance somewhere in that mid-70 realm also. So, yeah, I mean, and 
part and parcel to to one knowing what you need to have and talking to the guys that what they need to have is is all a part of you know making it better and better now to the point where we have actually this year effective December 1st we just came out with a new program that is absolutely the best trailerable boat insurance policy in the history of the world that we'll be able to put on the table there at the Fred Hall show and bring out the show everybody. So yes, you learn as you go. And if you don't, you shouldn't be there, I guess is really the big thing. But, you know, being a part of it, I'll sit there at the, at the desk. And because I've been involved with a long time, I get people asking me how to tie a knot from one thing or go over to show them at, at Wendy's booth at Iser, how to do it the right way or, or, what baits to use, you know, it's been kind of fun because being around the industry for as long as I've been, it's it's just a blessing to be a part of it, actually. Now, Mike, there are three distinctive shows coming up in the Fred Hall Show series. You want to uh, tell us about the location of the shows and, and those dates and, uh, 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 you know, so people can start planning ahead and planning their times to, to be at one of these shows? Well, the show that uh, is going to kick off the Fred Hall um, month of March will be the Long Beach show at the Long Beach Convention Center. And that opens Wednesday, March the 6th, and runs through Sunday the 10th. And then the very next weekend, starting on Friday, up in Bakersfield at the Kern County Fairgrounds, we'll open the Fred Hall Central Valley Sports Show, um, which is completely different from any of the other Fred Hall shows and a very, very fun and enjoyable show to, uh, to come and see. It has uh, hundreds of RVs and uh, a very large selection of boats. Uh, those are all outdoor, for the most part, all outdoor exhibits. And then we have three buildings full of travel fishing tackle. We have one building completely uh, that is completely filled with fishing tackle and related items that we call the fishing hall. Um, that's something that grew pretty quickly after we got involved with the show three years ago. Um, and on Saturday, if you come up on Saturday, uh, there's a custom car show that's put on by a local charity, and they will have somewhere between four and 600 custom cars on display that you that is part of our show. I mean, you can come into the Fred Hall show and, and wander through the buildings and check out the latest fishing gear and uh, – look at the latest uh, fishing and hunting trips that are available, and then walk outside and, uh, and, and stroll through hundreds of custom cars. It's really mm -hmm. fantastic. And uh, like I said, hundreds and hundreds of RVs. It's one of the largest RV shows in Southern California, and it's been going for many, many years. The show is uh, over 20 years in this venue. Um, and uh, it just, we didn't take anything away when we got involved. We just added to it. We added more boats and we added the fishing, more, more fishing tackle, more fishing travel. So it's grown into a very, very nice show. So that's on uh, the 15th, 16th, and 17th in Bakersfield. And then we skip a week um, and we'll get ready to go down to Del Mar, which we open the, the doors in Del Mar on Thursday the 28th and we run through Sunday the 31st. So we have Long Beach as the first week and then Bakersfield right behind it and then the last week of, of uh, March will be down in Del Mar. And the Del Mar show is a very, very great show. It's a very special show to us. It's uh, 
by the time we get to Del Mar, we finally get to breathe just a little and visit with some of the <laughs> exhibitors and the public and, and, uh, and look forward to, uh, to life after months and months of getting ready for these shows. So I, I think Del Mar is really a wonderful show. And I talk to a lot of exhibitors that do all of our shows, um, many that do Long Beach and, and Del Mar, and they tell, they all say the same thing. We love Long Beach because it is so big and there's so much to do and there's so many things to see, but we actually like working Del Mar better because we have more of an opportunity to, to interact with the people and answer all of their questions. It's not quite so, um, it's not quite so uh, pressured as you feel in Long Beach. Long Beach is a massive show that's hard to see. Uh, Wendy mentioned it. You, you just simply can't experience it in a day. You've got to be there a couple of days. Right. Mike, we got to take a break right now. But when we come back, can I ask you to stay a little bit longer? Because I also know that you're involved with Friends of Rolla and you've got some programs happening right now that I think our audience would like to listen to. Can we get you to stay on for just a little bit longer? I would love it. Thank you so much. All right. Hey, you're listening to Ron Real Radio on AM540 at ronrealradio.com. Stan, Wendy, and I, we're going to take a break right now with, with Mike Lum, general manager of the Fred Hall Show. So stay tuned. There's still a lot more radio, Ron Real Radio to come after these messages. Hey, Bass Fishman. Who do you call for your bass boat insurance? Well, if you're not calling me at 1-800-BASS-BOAT for your boat insurance, you're probably paying too much and may not have the coverage that you need. In 1974, I developed the bass boat program that is what all the pros use today. The reason? No depreciation or any partial claim for your hull, your big motor, your trolling motor, or your electronics until your boat's 10 years old. That's right. You only pay $250 to get your boat on the water for any partial claim, and we still pay a stated value replacement cost for your boat if you have a total loss. We're the only people in the industry that does that, and that's why we are the choice of the pros. So if you want the best, forget the rest. Just call 1-800-BASSBOAT. Call one 800 227 7262 or just spell bass boat 1-800-BASS-BOAT I know there's too many letters but the T is free and the call's on me that's 1-800-BASS-BOAT the choice of the pros for bass boat insurance for more information log on to 1-800-BASSBOAT.COM if you're serious about your fishing choosing the right tackle is one of the most important decisions you'll ever make Iserline makes premium fishing lines including monofilament, Dacron, Spectra, fluorocarbon, battle-tested harnesses, and top-angler-tested Iserline tools and accessories. Iserline premium fishing products are created to provide you with the ultimate in strength, dependability, durability, high abrasion resistance, low stretch, and high quality. All Iserline products are 100% guaranteed against manufacturing defects. You just can't buy better value. Iserline will replace or repair at their option. No questions asked if you're not pleased with any of their product. Catch what you've been missing. Quality guaranteed. Every serious angler knows that a quality hook is an important part of their arsenal. Gamakatsu hooks are made from high-grade carbon steel, specially heat-treated to make them light and extra strong, but not brittle. Gamakatsu ring hooks are made with a one-piece ring, no welds, no weak spots, a very smooth-moving ring. Gamakatsu offers a huge variety of hooks for all types of fishing. Live bait hooks, both light and heavy-duty, to four extra strong. Circle hooks, tuna hooks, ring hooks, tuna doubles, and many more. Don't waste your next fishing trip on a cheap hook. Get Gamakatsu hooks at your favorite tackle store now. 
there's nothing more peaceful than fishing. Just me, my pole, and some bait. Oh, and my life jacket, of course. I like fish, but I don't want to end up at the bottom of the water with them. Save the ones you love. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. And Wendy and I, we want to welcome you back to Rod Real Radio. Before we get back to our guest, Mike Rump, I've got this message for you. Did you know that when you donate blood, you're not only helping others, you're also helping yourself? Donating blood lowers your risk of heart attacks, especially in men, by almost 70%. It also lowers the risk of developing cancer, and it helps maintain a healthy liver. So donating blood not only helps someone else, but it helps yourself. If you can't donate, the best way to give back, hook, line, and sinker is to go to San SanDiegoBloodBank.org and find out what you can do for either a blood donation or a financial donation. That's SanDiegoBloodBank.org. Help yourself and help your community. Hey, we're back with Mike Lum. And, Mike, I had asked you to stay a little bit uh, longer to tell us about some of the programs that you have happening right now for Friends of Rolla, because I know this is a program you're involved with, John Collins, uh, and a bunch of other uh, names out there in the fishing industry that's really near and dear to their heart. Well, thank you for the opportunity to talk about that. Uh, Friends of Rollo has been around since 1999, and a lot of people know the name but aren't real familiar with what we do. And uh, the fact is we raise as much money as we possibly can each year. And what we do with that money is we grant trips to groups of kids that have not ever had an opportunity to be on the water out in the ocean before. Um, And each year we seem to be growing in momentum. Uh, We just had a fantastic uh, 2018 year. We chartered over 90 boats uh, ranging from San Diego all the way up uh, to Morro Bay And in addition to that, we were able to help sponsor several large on-land events. And over 6,000 kids benefited from the efforts of all the donations that people, uh, out of the goodness of their heart, give us each year, both in product uh, by the manufacturers and the retailers, and then, of course, the cash donations that come in from from the anglers who really want to help us get more kids out on the water. And, of course, the exposure that we get at the Fred Hall shows is uh, is really one of the bigger things we do each year, and there's a number of ways people can help help the organization. Um, Friends of Rollo, like I mentioned, was founded in 1999. A few years ago, we started using the, uh, the uh, marketing title Captain Rollo's Kids at Sea to help explain – the trip's a little bit better. And um, the organization is still Friends of Rollo, but if you hear Captain Rollo's Kids at Sea, that's really referring to the program of getting the kids out on the water. And um, and your dollars that you that you donate, and no donation is too small, every, every $20 bill, every $10 bill that comes in helps us put more kids on the water. Uh, a couple of the things we'll be doing at the uh, Fred Hall shows, they'll have their popular spin to win wheel of course where um they've accumulated some great prizes this year it's going to be very fun to watch people win that stuff um and then in addition to that they'll be booking up for the uh, a fundraiser we've been doing the last five years called tuna wars and tuna wars has been possible because of a couple of the the television show wicked uh tuna captains who 
came out to visit the Fred Hall show, came out to be uh, involved and saw the Friends of Rollo presentation and wanted to help. And so for the last five years, they've taken uh, two boats out of Seaforth Landing. Uh, this year, the boats will be the Liberty uh, and the Tomahawk. And of course, the Liberty normally runs out of Fisherman's Landing. But for this particular event, they're going to bring it up to Seaforth Landing. And we're going to have Captain Dave Marciano aboard the Liberty with his team of anglers. Um, and call, uh, Captain Paul Hebert will be aboard the Tomahawk. And this will be for two days of fun fishing with the Wicked Tuna uh, captain of your choice. Um, it is purely a fundraiser for Rollo. Um, it's a fun competition. What we do is we take the three largest tuna on each boat, and at the end we weigh them, and the team that has the three largest tuna get bragging rights and a, and a championship jacket. But all of the money, 100% <laughs> of the money, goes, goes to uh, take the kids. And, and just to give you an idea, this was so successful last year that we were able to take an additional 1,500 kids out as a direct wow. result of this one fundraiser. So if you have any interest in fishing with one of those captains, um, it's available to the public. You do not have to be a, ser a real serious angler. Um, uh, we encourage people to come out that have never been on the water before because you're going to be with a great group of people that are there to have fun and help the kids, and they're not going to take life too serious. And uh, there's a lot of fun fishing to be had. The dates will be June 24th and 25th, which, uh, based on how our season looks like it's going to shape up, should be prime time to get out on the water. And if you want information on that, you can get it at the uh, at the website, which you can access by typing org, or send an email directly to Howard at RolloKids.org. Howard at RolloKids.org. Uh, Howard uh, Coolidge is the gentleman that's going to be doing all the trip bookings. He's been busy the last week. Quite a few people were signing up to uh, to get in before the uh, new year. Uh, the cost of the trip is $1,000. That includes the trip, all of your food, um, and um, and there's no extra cost other than, than crew tip. Uh, if, if, if you decide that you want to do that, we hope you do. But all of this money, the boats have been have been provided at a very very reduced cost, and uh, all of the all of the product that we're going to give away in the form of free raffles and all that have all been donated. So we take a very big high percentage of this and turn it right into taking more kids. So that's the Tuna Wars Five in June. If you're interested in, in looking into that, please don't wait too long. They will fill up. And then okay. also, this is the time of year where we also sell our annual raffle tickets, and we'll be selling those throughout all of the uh, all of the Fred Hall shows right up until the last day of Delmar when we hold the giant raffle. We'll be giving away about $30,000 worth of merchandise. What fun. <laughs> that would be a blast just to get the jacket. Well, the Jack, you know, I'll tell you what's the most fun, and I've, I've had an opportunity to go out uh, twice now and to see these television captains interact with the public. They are the best. They are the best. They'll pose. They'll stop whatever they're doing to pose with some person that just caught their first tuna. Uh, they'll hold it up for them. They'll put on silly hats. They'll autograph jackets. You, I have not seen one time when they wouldn't do something that someone asked them to do. Uh, 
and and they've just been the greatest sports about it. And this is the actually the sixth year that Paul Hebert has come out. The first year there was no tuna wars. He just came out and said, "I want to go uh, fishing." And we put a boat, a charter together. A bunch of people paid a premium to fish with him, and that kind of started the idea of of a second boat. Some years we've done a third boat. Um, it just depends on the availability of boats. And uh, so this year we opted to go with two. And it's going to be Tuna Wars Five. <laughs> That's right. awesome. Well, Mike, That's great. Thank stuff. you for up. Thank you for updating us at Friends of Rolla and the upcoming Fred Hall shows. Uh, we're going to have you on before the shows begin, so we can get a, a, a last minute update on some of the things that we weren't able to talk about tonight. But I appreciate you taking some of your time to clue us in on not only the Fred Hall shows but also Friends of Rolla. Thank you very much, sir. Thanks for having me on. I look forward to seeing all of you very soon at the shows, and uh, we'll, we'll be listening to the show. All right. Thank you, you very much, Mike. Mike yeah, we'll see you very soon, Mike. Of the Fred Hall shows. Hey, guys, uh, we just have a few minutes left over here, but we you know, want to talk a little bit about, hey, you know, there's a bluefin tuna bite out there. It's actually been out there before Christmas, and these fish have been – within just a few miles of the coast. As a matter of fact, one of the fishermen really got chastised in social media because he had taken a picture of his fish, and in the background, you could see Interstate 5. (laughs) That gives you an idea of how close the fish are, but there's a a tremendous body of fish from uh, going from uh, uh, Carlsbad all the way up the coast into Huntington Beach. And, Wendy, you were mentioning something about uh, someone got uh, a fish in between uh, the oil derricks. Uh, uh, between you know, the double it, rigs, which is really close. Yeah. And uh, the three-quarter day boats out of Long Beach, they had picked up a couple of fish. I mean, it's not a full open, wide open bite, but they're getting them on flat falls. They're, they're getting them on trolling uh, max. And Billy Kelman, who was supposed to be on with us, uh, but he had an opportunity to go back out again. He's out there. He said that the fish that he caught on last uh, Friday was just jam-packed full of anchovies. You know those those fish that are supposed to be uh, endangered yeah. here. Well, for some <laughs> reason, I guess we've got the bluefin tuna eating a, a, any a, a anchovies. They found some out there somewhere. So, and you know, it's these great, fish are in the eighty-pound range. So make sure you have yeah. the right tackle. You got yeah, don't it. Don't go light. It's, don't go you know, light. You know, I, I guess uh, there's not a lot of difference between the end of the 2018 fishing season and the beginning of the 2019 fishing season. It's there. There's a lot of bait out there. There's also still yellowtail under the kelps. We still have, you know, just great fishing all around. So you get the opportunity. You don't have to go out on an extended trip. You can go out on the half-day boats, the three-quarter-day boats, at the local landings, and just have a great experience. And it isn't going to cost you a lot of money right now. Well, not only that, too, if you want to go on an overnight trip, you can go look for those, you know, those ghosts, the white sea bass are biting because we have squid. So, you know, you can always go out and do that, too. There's so much going on. I mean, it, it it's Southern California. It's awesome. you got to look you know, at the it, calendar. It, it, we, the calendar says we had a, We had a volume. We had that huge volume of bluefin off our coast that pushed up against, you know, and they've, they've given it 
oh, 50% or whatever, some large number of the amount of bluefin were off our coastline. But all they do is follow the bait, and they were look, they'd eaten the anchovy. That's what they were they were chasing around, that elusive fish that's not supposed to be around. But yeah. <laughs> but that's what's been pushed up against the bank, and they're eating. I, I'm kind of waiting to see if we get bluefin in between Catalina and the shore. You know that mm. we haven't seen tuna between in the in the channel. We for, we did it at the end of last year. Right, but you know, to, yeah. to actually see that happen again, actually, what they did, they made it, that bluefin went around Catalina and came back in and around. Uh, there was a, a boatload of that fish that made a circumnavigated the islands and came back out. But you know, we haven't really seen it to, to have the boats. I would like to see him up north, you know, out of Ventura, catch one. That would be pretty cool. <laughs> it is. Hey, guys, we got to take a break right now. We're coming up to the 6 o'clock hour. In fact, I think we passed it a little bit. Hey, coming up next, though, in the next hour, TV celebrity, pro angler, and all-around outdoorsman, Roland Martin. He's going to be on with us live. We're going to find out what Roland's been doing this past season and what's in store for him in 2019 so stay tuned there's still a lot more fun information on rod and reel radio coming on up after these messages gamakatsu hooks are made from high-grade carbon steel specially heat treated to make them light and extra strong but not brittle the gamakatsu sharpening process is the most modern in the world and results in a perfectly conical point that is unequaled in sharpness gamakatsu offers a huge variety of hooks for all types of fishing drop shot extra wide gap worm hooks finesse wide gap and a lot more gamakatsu has a hook for whatever style of fishing you want to do don't waste your time on a cheap hook ask for gamakatsu hooks at your favorite tackle store now He's not just my fishing buddy. After 30 years, he's a brother, and I'd sure hate to lose him. His bass boat's got nothing to do with it. So I make sure both of us wear a life jacket. Save the ones you love, even if they don't own a fancy boat. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. Quantum Fishing's gone and done it again for you with a brand new redesigned Smoke PT Reel Series. Everything from your spinning reels all the way to your bait casters. The PTA design has a new PTXA frame, lighter, stronger bone crushing drag quantum fishing we are performance tuned check them out at anglers arsenal in la mesa or anglersarsenal.com or give us a call at 619-466-8355 attention rod and reel radio listeners be sure to check out the code group mobile app you can listen to the rod and reel radio show live along with show archives without internet access the code group app has all kinds of cool features for fishermen, including daily Southern California saltwater reports, weather reports, episodes of inside sport fishing, marine traffic, and much more. Get the free Code Group mobile app by texting the word REEL, R-E-E-L, to 90407, or enter the words Code Group in the App Store on your smartphone. It's a big deal, you know. I've always wanted to be on Rod and Reel Radio Line. <laughs> I won the Bassmaster Classic. I did a, a McDonald's commercial, but now I know I've made it. I fulfilled my dream. <laughs> that is just absolutely awesome. Hey, Stan, Wendy, and I, we do welcome you back to Rod and Reel Radio. And thank you, everyone, for listening tonight. Hey, our next guest has not only been a friend of Rod and Reel Radio for many years, but I think 
If you've ever put a worm at the end of a hook or you've ever gone out and hunt a turkey or you've ever gone out and hunt any type of game at all, this guy has been a friend of yours. You followed him in magazines. You follow him on television. Every once in a while, we get him on Rod and Reel Radio. Let's say hello to this guy that seems like he's been around forever. And you know what? He's ubiquitous. He has. Mr. Roland Martin. <laughs> Roland, welcome to the show. Hey, good. Hey, I'm just wondering, hey, guys, I'm really looking forward to it, but I can barely hear you. I, just, I, don't, I don't wonder if can you turn your volume up on your end so I can hear you better? Well, That would be a good yeah. idea. Hey, hey, Otto, Roland, if you can, can you do that, me? let's see what we can do to, to help kinda, rolling out, okay? I don't know. Maybe I need yeah. to get another phone or something. I don't know. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I've had a great month, boy, I tell you what. I've caught more bass this month than I think I've ever caught in December ever. Really? Why is that? Well, there's, 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 there's schooling on Okeechobee, and you're catching 50 to 100 a day, and, the, and the, some of the management areas down in the Everglades, it's just the same kind of deal. They're just 100 fish a day, and a lot of them are five pounds. You know, it's just, it's just the greatest, I guess, the greatest December I've ever fished in my life. What do you catch them on, water? Well, I'm sorry, I couldn't see. That's the problem. I can't hear very well. Uh, I'm oh, sorry. What are you catching them on? What are you catching them well, on? Well, you know, it, it's like uh, yesterday my boat, my trolling motor uh, broke down. It was this one management area. It was just trolling motor only. So I, I just had to throw rattle traps and worms from just an anchored position. And I still caught 40 bass, but I couldn't get around. I was just stymied and just I only could fish a few places. So, you know, with, without a trolling motor, I had to get towed in. I was... I got back home about 10 o'clock last night. The mosquitoes about ate me up. So, oh, no. uh, <laughs> and I caught a couple that last e- yesterday evening just coming in. I caught a couple six and seven pounders just as the, as the boat pulled me down a canal. Another a friend of mine was pulling me in. <laughs> I was catching some big bass on top water. But, you know, it's just you know. some f- fantastic fishing going on right now. The weather's perfect. And, uh, you know, I, I did YouTube videos. Uh, I've probably done 15 YouTube videos this month, and my YouTube channel's really growing. But on everything, on, on top order, on, on worms, on spinner baits, on just every kind of thing you could imagine. Sw- uh, my swim bait fishing has been really good this year too. A lot of good fish on uh, the Yamamoto. Uh, you know, the big. Well, it's like a big easy. It's the Yamamoto uh, hardtail grub. You know, that's been a great year. Great big bass lure. Well, so, Roland, you know, you know Roland is that Stan, Stan just yeah, had say, 16 pounds of fish in a tournament and came in fourth place. Uh, it's a winter <laughs> bite. In your particular part of the world, are you fishing any different in the winter than, let's say, you might be doing in uh, June or July? <laughs> well, normally this time of year, Lake Okeechobee, for example, is my main fishery, and more, normally the water's higher and there's more grass, and we do a lot more flipping and pitching and punching in the hydrilla mats and the and the big mats of uh, hyacinths. But Florida water management's gone crazy this year, and they've poisoned all the grass, and there's just hardly any grass to flip or, or pitched in. And all of South Florida, everybody's complaining. All the lakes like Estepoga, Kissimmee, Okeechobee, all the major lakes are almost devoid of vegetation because of the stupid... Weed control. They're spending billions of dollars in South Florida, killing every weed they can, and so it's just ruined our flipping bite. So we don't have a flipping bite here this year. It just it doesn't exist. 
There's no weeds Roland, to this is, Roland, this is Stan. You know, and we, we, our, our fishing's a little yeah. different than Florida because actually we, we've had a winter here where it got down in like 50 degrees. It was really yeah. cold in California. <laughs> but, yeah. um, but you're looking at probably uh, a different type of pre-spawn fishing than we are out here. The stuff that oh, we got out here go down well, 60 We've had feet. good spawns already, Stan. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. See, but that's that's the deal. When you're talking about catching sixes and sevens on on reaction baits, that's oh, yeah. great because here we're fishing 40 to 50 feet a lot of the times to catch oh, that better, yeah. that bigger fish. You know, I mean, my my had second big fish with a five and a half pounder. Yeah. But. And I was lucky to get that. You know, they don't come around very there very often. And uh, sure. a little later on in the year here, we'll have that fish where it'll take 20 to 25 pounds to win, where you got to have all fours and fives and maybe a six right. or seven. But we don't see that like you do down there in Florida. But you are already got the spawn going. We've had two big spawns, or actually three big spawns already. Uh, we had a wow. big spawn starting in November. And then uh, just... A week and a half ago, there was a really good spawn going on, lots of big 25-pound bags. And in fact, in the Everglades, in this one management area, uh, it was really everybody that I talked to, everybody, like 20 guys, they all had 25 pounds or better that, that single day. I mean, when they were really spawning. I mean, everybody had five and six and seven and eight-pound bags, everybody. You know, just it was quite a spawn, you know. And uh, that was just a week ago. So, well, the last full moon, last full moon. And and even oh, even great. yesterday, uh, there were big schools of bass just right there on the spawner flats. And even though the wind blew and I didn't have a trolling motor, I could, I could just target those grass points with a three-quarter ounce rattle trap and make a long cast with 50-pound braid and a little bit of water color, color to the water. And I was, you know, catch four and five in a row, you know, a couple of them, five, maybe a six or so. And, you know, just, I mean, it was just fantastic fishing, just, and they weren't spawning. That would just, that would just fish just located on the, the, the outside grass beds of the spawning areas, you know, just, just, and then the worm fish were there too, you know, so it was like, it's just a wide open deal right now. With the water temperature 75 degrees, you know, I mean, it's just going crazy, you know. Well, you know, the fact that, the fact that they did, they, they poisoned all the grass gives that fish a lot more area to, to actually chase bait it right now, and that's what they've done. You know, they're not hiding in the grass. You haven't got the grass, and the, and trying to and when they can see, and you've got a lot more open water, that fish will actually wolf pack a little bit. Well, and, see, in Okeechobee, they, they 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 did all the weed control, so there's not a blade of pepper grass. There's not a blade of hydrilla. Wow. It's just open wow. water cranking. It's just it's just insane. I mean, they're still schooling, and you still catch a lot of fish, but. You know, it's the, the really big fish. It, it used to be in the winter time. We did so much flipping and pitching in the hyacinth mats and hydrilla mats, and that's where we caught so many of our six and eight pounders. You know, but wow. this year we're catching a few six and eight pounders, but it's like open water, like Zara Spooks out in the middle of the lake, and and wow. it's like you know, <laughs> it's crazy. Hey, that's Roland, there, Roland, there's been a, a lot of press that we've heard out here about the unfortunate incidents of the red tide and yeah, that the red tide somehow that, is being that's, that's created the by yeah. from the, by the outflows of Lake Okeechobee right, and right. and some of the other rivers over there is this a weed abatement is this part it, of uh, Florida wildlife's plan to to work on this or is it just a whole completely different problem 
This red tide killed our economy. We lost billions of dollars here in Florida this year. All the resorts on the both coasts just just a lot of them went bankrupt. Bass Pro Shop lost billion lost a billion dollars here in Florida. They have eleven stores. They were every store was down. The fishermen just aren't coming. It was just the the, the tourists aren't coming. I mean, it's just it's just a disaster for the tourism. And yes, the the red tide is caused by nutrient water. It's phosphates and nitrates, you know, coming off the, the all the sewer systems, all the interior waters of, of of Kissimmee River, all the outflows of every river in Florida is just two nutrient. So all the coastal areas, particularly on a warm uh, summer like we had, that were just you know nutrient broth. And so the coastal waters would would support all this these algae growths, and now in a red tide is a type of an algae, and so. You know, with all the nutrient waters and and little wind, when you have warm water, nutrient water with not much wind, that's when you have the red tide, and yeah, so it, it kills billions of fish. We, we I do a lot of saltwater fishing, at least I did other years, not too much this year. We have to go to get a to get grouper, which we normally go five or ten miles out in the Gulf of Mexico and get all the grouper we want. We have to go seventy five miles out. Wow. Not, well, it's getting a little better. They're coming back in now. You know, the red tide's kind of over with. But the red tide had pushed those uh, saltwater fish all the way out, you know, way out. And it was just terrible. And that's why the weed control people, the people are going crazy around here. I mean, it's just they don't know what they're doing. They, they, they've spent billions of dollars trying to clean up the waters. They're thinking the weeds are some kind of a problem. I don't know. It's just, in the meantime, the bass fishing is all right. The bass fishing hasn't really suffered like the like the coastal saltwater fishing suffered a lot, and all sorts of trout have died, and all sorts of snook and stuff. But the bass have been fine. The bass haven't died. I mean, it's a nutrient hey, Roland. system. Hey Roland, how's Lake yeah. Istapoga? I fished it a while ago. I did a television show a few years ago out there, and I loved Istapoga. You know, you said the water temperature yeah. is seventy five degrees out there. You know, and Istapoga, what the deepest part is like eight feet, and it's you know, yeah. so many surface acres, so it's really shallow. Do they still have all that vegetation over there and the shiner poles and, you know, those big bass over there by the shiner poles? Well, you know, this Pogo, Wendy, was one of the best lakes in the state for the eight-pound trophy bass program. And this year it's just collapsed. They've gone in and wow. killed all the hydrilla. They've killed almost no. every kind of grass and weed in the whole lake. And all the guides... Or just they're, just they're up in arms. They're ready to just kill people because they they don't have any business. They haven't even had a guide trip this whole year because they've just killed all the grass and all the bass. You can't in that open water situation. It's just really hard to catch fish. I mean, I'm catching fish in open water. Yeah, I figured it out, but but not right. many people can. I mean, you know, it, it's right. just a hard deal when you're just dealing with open water without the weeds. It's just it's just really a hard fishing. And so we're we're up in arms about it. We're up in arms of the stupid billion dollars they're spending on weed control, and 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 it's just wrecking our lakes. Wow. So but it's well, what is, just, just one of the questions it's I want to ask you is is that there's a lot of personalities that are out there in the fishing community, but somehow you stay on top of it and you know interesting and. Uh, you get a lot of public attention. What are some of the things that you're doing now to keep your game uh, on top the way you are doing oh, it? You know, actually, uh, that's a good question, because, John, because uh, what, what's going on is I, I was really behind the eight ball on social media. I just couldn't get it done. I didn't have, 
any kind of a I didn't fish brain didn't exist for me a couple of years ago. It does now. I got sixty thousand subscribers, and then I didn't have any any YouTube channel. It does now. In just a year, I got almost twenty thousand subscribers on the YouTube channel, and then in my Instagram, my Facebook, it's all come around. And all my advertisers, every single one of them, like Bass Pro Shop and Favorite Rods and and other big people, said, "Hey, without social media, we're not going to be able to carry you much longer. Your your numbers are going down. Television's going down. Television's not as good as it used to be." Social media is getting better and better, so you know you got to step up. You got to you got to make it happen. You got to get the social media thing going. Well, my son Scott is just a killer in the social media. He has three hundred like three hundred thousand subscribers on his YouTube channel. He makes a couple hundred thousand dollars a year doing it, and so he's helped me out, and I'm making a little bit of money now, not enough to pay for a cameraman, and uh, you know I'm just getting started, and and it's for a first year guy, I'm doing really well. And 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 because of that, all my contracts come in and with big stars on them. Everybody said, "Hey, good good work. You're doing great. You're you're improving your social media. Everything's fine." And so my advertisers are happy. You know that's the main thing. And so uh, I, I go out like twice a week now and just do YouTube stuff. I mean, I just I'm having a ball with it. I just I just love it. Plus, with the good fishing we've had down the Everglades. In some of those management areas, when it's, there's nothing that go down like I did two YouTube ch- uh, videos yesterday, you know. So I mean, it, it's just really some good fishing too, you know. So it's uh, it's been good. Well, you know, and I, I I have never been with an individual that I can't believe that has the personal recognition that, that uh, you have, Roland. You you're always on top. You're always out there, but. You're always very generous with your time and your information, so much so that it's probably hard for you to keep in an appointment just <laughs> walking around with the number of people that stop you. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, that's that's true. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's that's just part of the game. And, you know, the guys, my heroes are guys like Jimmy Houston and Bill Dancy. We all work together. We, we have the three legends uh, little group, but I still respect those two guys more. I think... As far as personalities go in the outdoor business, I don't think you can beat those two guys. And I, I just, I just try to kind of stay up with them a little bit. But I don't, I don't think I don't do quite the job that Jimmy. Jimmy's just fantastic. He works so hard. He, he's, well, he's, a, he's a fireball. He's just those more young guys. You know, you try. It's hard to try to keep up with them. But you know what? They can learn something from old dogs like you too. <laughs> yeah, we hey, well, we got to take a break right now. Is there any way I can get you to stay on for a little bit longer? Because oh, sure. I've got we, a we'll bunch of other questions yeah. to ask you on yeah. on what's okay. happening, especially some of the things happening in in pro angling. Because you've been oh, yeah. a pro angler probably for as long as anybody uh, in the business has been. <laughs> okay, uh, that's good. Okay, John. Yeah. All right. Hey, we're speaking with the legend of fishing, Mr. Jimmy, uh, Mr. Uh, Roland Martin. Hell, I don't even know who I'm speaking with. Eh? Yeah, we're speaking with Roland Martin over here. Stay tuned. Stan, Wendy, and I, we're going to take a break right now. We'll be back after these messages. I like rafting. I love whitewater. But I never forget that snow melt in the river can cause cold water shock. I wear a life jacket always. Anyone with me has got to do the same. Save the ones you love. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. 
Every serious angler knows that a quality hook is an important part of their arsenal. Gamakatsu hooks are made from high-grade carbon steel, specially heat-treated to make them light and extra strong, but not brittle. Gamakatsu ring hooks are made with a one-piece ring, no welds, no weak spots, a very smooth-moving ring. Gamakatsu offers a huge variety of hooks for all types of fishing. Live bait hooks, both light and heavy-duty, to four extra strong. Circle hooks, tuna hooks, ring hooks, tuna doubles, and many more. Don't waste your next fishing trip on a cheap hook. Get Gamakatsu hooks at your favorite tackle store now. Hey everybody, this is a message for our listeners from a new Baja Magic Lodge at Cedros Island. Cedros Outdoor Adventures wants to make your dream of fish at Cedros Island a reality. Want to go after giant calicos or yellowtail with the best Cedros Island fishing organization, but you just don't know who to contact? Then give Cedros Outdoor Adventures a call at 619-793-5419, or even better yet, log on to their informative website at cedrosoutdooradventures.com. There you can visit their trip calendar and schedule a trip that's convenient for you. Once again, the phone number is 619-793-5419 or their website of cedrosoutdooradventures.com. I got a garage full of fishing tackle, and every time I get out on the water, I realize I forgot something important. But I never forget my life jacket. I make sure my buddies wear theirs, too. Save the ones you love. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. Hey, Stan, Wendy, and I, we want to welcome you all back to Rod Reel Radio, where we have the legend himself with us, Mr. Roland Martin. But, Roland, before we get back to your interview, we don't normally take telephone calls, but there's one young individual that, you know, that asked that, hey, give you a call. Maybe you can give him some tips because he's wants to start a career in the fishing business, and he thinks that maybe <laughs> yeah. he can get a... Uh, a few tips from you. We've got James with us. James, you, you want to say hello to uh, your one of your idols, Roland Martin? Oh, hello, Mr. Martin. I'm so glad to talk to you, man. I've been okay. watching you since I was a little boy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> television, you're just the biggest. I'm, I'm telling you, I just, uh, I'd love to go fishing with you someday. I'd get in the back of the boat and just let you hog the water like you've done all your life with everybody you've ever fished with. I like those turkey hunting with you, too, because I understand you're one of the best turkey callers in the world. How you doing, buddy? <laughs> I do like the turkey hunt, but I don't know. I, uh, I, my bass fishing is probably a bigger deal than my turkey hunting, but still, I like the turkey hunt. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, uh, for those, those of you that did not really recognize uh, the caller that's in there, we've got uh, uh, Mr. Jimmy Houston with us, and... Uh, uh, Jimmy and Roland have probably known each other longer than they'd really like to, uh, you know, own up to. So, Jimmy, welcome to the show. Thank you, John. I appreciate it. Yeah, when Roland and I were kids, we used to watch Bill Dance on TV together. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you. What you doing, uh, Jimmy? I'll tell you what. Uh, that man is something. Whew. Hey, uh, Roland, can you tell me, we've got, uh, we've got uh, young James on with us. Uh, is there any type of a, a fishing tip that you can give him that in times that you've actually fished with him that maybe he's a little lacking in technique? <laughs> yeah, you know, you know, you know, Roland is, uh, Roland without a doubt, the best tournament fisherman of all time. You know, he won nine BASS Angler of the Year titles. He would have won 11, except a couple of those times during that I beat him. Yeah, and yeah, I think he's third in those years. And, and other than that, you know, I mean, uh, he'd have had 
two more angle of the year titles if it hadn't been for me. But then again, I might have had a couple more if it hadn't been for him too. But uh, <laughs> the one thing about Roland that is amazing. Uh, let me tell you this, and he, of course, he the big deal is just like you know some of the really hot fishermen right now, like Brian Thrift and and uh, uh, Kevin Van Dam and Ricky Klein. And, well, of course, Ricky's not quite as hot as he used to be. He's got a little few years on him, and his ponytail's grown a little bit longer. But, uh, but you know, uh, he's still tournament fishing. That's that's the great thing about it. But one of the things, one of the, Roland's best attributes is he stops his fish, his boat, where the fish are. I mean, that's it. Stop your boat where the fish are, and you're going to catch them. But the other thing that's amazing is he can get his lures unhung out of trees and boat docks and cables <laughs> better than anybody I have ever seen. In my life. I, mean, I, I know. I get, a, I get, he can take a, a, a shirt tape. I take chances. And I asked him about it years ago. I said, Roland, it's amazing. I said, I've never seen anybody. He could throw a jerk bait with three sets of treble hooks on and, and wrap it around a tree and shake it four or five times as it jumps out of that tree. And I said, I've never seen anybody could get a lure that way. And he said, I've had more practice than anybody. That's right. So that'll tell you, Roland is not the most perfect caster in the world. That's, that's probably the one thing he is lacking is his casting ability. But because of that, <clears throat> He's learned how to get the lures unhung better than anybody I've ever seen. If I ever get mine hung up, which is infrequently, but I just had the rod rolling, and he just gets it unhung real quickly. <laughs> Now, guys, let's get Roland a chance to get a word in over here, because now I understand what part of the problem is. Uh, it, it's hard to talk when you got Jimmy Houston with us. Roland, oh, what are you going to say about all this? You have to just kind of cut him off sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> he, he cuts me off a lot, that's for sure. He hogs in front of the boat. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy, I know you're coming back from Sam Rayburn, from where you and Chris were fishing, and, and uh, I appreciate you taking the time. To give us a call and say hello to your good friend Roland Morton. I know you guys have been great friends for a long time, and I know there's still a lot more years left for you to develop that friendship even more. I, I can't tell you how much I appreciate you giving us a call and and saying hello to us out here on Rod and Reel Radio in Southern California. That's cool. Well, I appreciate you, John. You're doing a great job out there. Roland, take care, buddy. You and I go fish hey. together, I guess, uh, about the first of February down there in Florida. So. Hey, how'd you do in Texas? Was that, a good, was that a good trip? Was Rayburn good? I, you know, today's the first day of practice. We didn't do very well. Oh, okay, I, I need okay. you down here to help me find them. It's really tough. The water's about 15 foot high and back in the woods, and oh, it's okay. still 56 degrees. It needs to warm up a little bit, but it, it could change oh, a lot yeah. in the next couple of days. It was tough today. It was tough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, that's good, Jimmy. Well, good well luck. Jimmy, thanks a lot care, for buddy. being I'll with us. You. I appreciate I'll it. I'll see you in Florida. the trees, and he'll, he'll do well. He, he's such a good caster. He's a little short cast to the trees. He's, he's going to kill them. He's going to do good. <laughs> Roland, I, you know, thanks for being a good sport and uh, and putting on up to, to have Jimmy give us a call and, and say hello to you. But uh, just quickly, do you remember the first time you met Jimmy Houston, and other than the way he did his hair, was there anything that kind of, uh, uh, you know, how he stood out more than anybody else? Well, actually, one of the t first times I met Jimmy was uh, I was just observing a tournament that Ray Scott had finally talked me into coming down and just looking and coming to a tournament at Eufaula, Alabama. And Jimmy did real well in that tournament. I forgot how well, but he had a big 50-pound bag one day with 15 bass or so. He really had some big strings and big, big, big weight. And uh, I met him then. I didn't really meet him, but at least I talked to him a little bit. But then 
Then when I moved to, to Oklahoma in, in 70, see, that's when I really got to know Jimmy a whole lot. You know, we, we started fishing together then, yeah. So I, I actually met him in 69. Right. You know, getting back to what you're doing right now, you know, you mentioned that you're doing some social media. Uh, yeah. You're doing some YouTubes. Uh, uh, tell us, uh, what are some of the opportunities that we're going to be able to get a chance to see you on television, or are you leaning more towards social media right now, uh, Roland? Well, it's all the package. It's just everything. You know, what the, what the advertisers want, like Bass Pro Shops want, they want me to continue with my television show. I have, you know, a, a year-long show on uh, on NBC Sports, and they're happy with that. But but they want they really want me to get into the YouTube stuff because you, you got a lot of latitude there. You can take a rod and reel and kind of promote it if you want. But YouTubers don't like heavy promotion. They, they like a soft sell. But that's still all right. I mean, the advertisers like soft sells too. So you know, I can show off a lot of product, and I can fish. You know, every week I can I can have a new YouTube uh, video, maybe even two. So there's just a lot of opportunities, and I'm getting. Uh, right now, just this month, just this last month, I had uh, over a million, let's see, million three hundred thousand uh, minutes of airtime that they watched, and so I don't know, three hundred thousand views. And so, I mean, it's, it, the numbers are uh, good enough. You know, I mean, it's, it's keeping everybody happy. There's a lot of lot of lot going on with that, and that's just YouTube. The other thing is uh, this fish brain. I got sixty thousand uh, subscribers on that on the fish brain thing, and I write a weekly. Description of the big fish I caught, like the big uh, oh, seven-pounder I caught yesterday, coming in when they were pulling me in. I, I wrote a big description on how uh, how I caught that, and that's what I do every week. So, so it's just social media is just is just it's a necessary thing I have to do, and I'm really getting it pretty good, and I'm getting a lot of credit for it, and I'm, yeah, I'm kind of getting it get, getting it going. You know, Stan and I are getting a little long in the tooth. Wendy is forever young. Stan and I remember for you from long ago and and far away, you know, from, you know, the early days of Bassmaster. But you've got a new generation of fishing. And we were talking about this with Mike Lum and the, the Friends of Rolla and, and the kids that are fishing. Does it just amaze you that the young kids that are just barely in their teens that come up and recognize who you are through the the work that you're doing in social media and your but TV shows. You, you, you know what the young kids normally do? The young kids. Oh, this sounds crazy, but my son has such a big presence in the social media with over three hundred thousand subscribers. Most of the time, they come up and say, "Aren't you Scott Martin's dad?" <laughs> That's what they mostly say. And so now, when I introduce myself to a younger crowd at a boat show or something, and there's a bunch of young people there, I say, hey, folks, by the way, I'm Roland Martin. I'm Scott Martin's dad. And I'll say that. And all of a sudden, they'll say, they hear Scott Martin, they light up, oh, okay, I know who you are now. And so uh, there's a huge, huge, huge amount of young people and young fishermen watching these YouTubes. I mean, it's it's more so than television. They they watch they watch yeah. the social media more than television. It's just incredible. It really is. You know, we're going to get back to your fishing in a little bit, but I've, I've got to ask you about this because we, uh, Vicky and I got a Christmas card from you, and there was a nice newsy letter from Judy in there and talking about all the things you were doing. And then she talked about this new career that you were, you were launching and that you were getting into like you get into everything, uh, you know, hook, line, oh. and sinker. And part of it was because of some of the hurricanes that yeah. came through that part of the world. What? 
What are you doing, and and oh, yeah. and how's well, she, it going for you? You're probably talking you? about the bowl, the bowl making I'm doing. I'm taking wood right off the tree, and I'm putting on a big lathe, and I'm cutting it down to make a big 10, 12, 14 inch bowl, big wooden bowl for like salads and for just decoration. And uh, I'm having a ball. And how I got started is you've heard of Spike It, you know the Spike It people. Well, sure. you know, sure. they make all the coloring dyes and stuff. Well, this guy, Don Rollins, the Spikehead Corporation has a bunch of other stuff for the woodworking industry. They have all sorts of paints, and it's a big company just full of, like, paints and stuff. So he, he's been in, in, into that bowl stuff, and he's been into woodworking all these years as part of his business. So now he wants me to go to some of those woodworking shops and particularly bowl deals and turning events and, and be one of the spokespersons for him, you know, for, for the Spikey Corporation and maybe try to sell some of the paints and stuff. And that's, that's kind of the reason why he wants to get me in, involved. And in the meantime, he brought lathes down here, and we started doing it. I fell in love with the deal. I went and bought about $20,000 worth of lathes and equipment and buildings, and, I, and I'm just going at it big time. i got new chainsaws. I'm out there cutting wood all the time. And I'm making the neatest <laughs> bowls you've ever seen. I, made, I had like 40 bowls made for all my Christmas. That was my Christmas this year. I gave 40 bowls away. You know, That's so pretty cool, deal. actually. I'd like to have a Roland Martin bowl myself. Yeah. Okay, well, yeah, I'll put you down on my list. I'll get you a bowl. find a, uh, an authentic Roland Martin bowl. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, he and Judy, uh, you know, with the, with the, uh, we, the, I would love to have, you know, the, this, the bowl, you know, for the fact that we, we eat a lot of salads, but having a Roland Martin bowl would be cool. <laughs> I know some of, some of the woodwork, you know, I'm just learning how to do it really good, and I'm not, I'm not very good yet. But the wood itself is kind of uh, interesting to see the right grain and have the knots and the swirls and the burl, you know, it's like a, a fine gun stock, you know, a fine gun stock has that beautiful look of the grain is swirling around every which way. And that's kind of the way we look at the bowls. If you can figure the wood grain out right and turn it the right way, you know, you, you get some beautiful grain going. It's just really a beautiful thing, you know. So, right. anyway, well, Roland, get back to the fishing. You know, we've, we've used to seeing Roland Martin on television and on YouTube and in magazines and articles that you've written and everything else like that. But also, Roland Martin has been a continuous figure in competitive fishing, and you are still competitive with even all the young guys that are on out there. Are you still planning on fishing some of the larger tournament circuits uh, this year? I'm, I'm, I'm kind of halfway retired, you know, a little bit, and so I'm, I'm doing the, the uh, FLW Costa Series in the Southern Division. Nice. And so I'm fishing four big tournaments in that one, and they're medium, they're medium-sized tournaments. They're not quite as big as the big tour tournament. The Jimmy is fishing the big tour, the FLW Tour. That's the next highest. That's the highest division. Right. And so I was fishing that, and I finally just got to be too many tournaments, so I, I kind of laid off that. The other thing that's come up, and you're probably going to ask me about, is this uh, uh, the the other the major league fishing uh, group. And, and yeah, that's you really know, sweeping you've got a you've got a kind of wondering. You were used to fishing in the early days of Bassmaster, and in the first tournament that you ever won a prize in, uh, Roland. How much money did you win in that tournament? Do you recall? I think that was the Seminole tournament, and and Ray Scott being the 
the, <laughs> the promoter that he is. I think the, the, the prize was supposed to have been $10,000, but I think, I think the deal was uh, he gave me this boat that didn't have a motor on it and it had half a crummy trailer. Boat wasn't worth very much, and so then a few thousand dollars worth of cash. So instead of being a ten thousand dollar cash deal, it was about a. By the time I sold the boat and everything else, it was about a five or six thousand dollar deal. <laughs> but that so, was you know. That was so big well, I guess change, things have changed a little bit. But before we get on to, you know, what's happening and your impression of uh, pro angling, we've got to take a break right now. Can we get you to stay on for just oh, a yeah, little yeah. bit longer yeah, to sure, talk absolutely. about? Uh, you know, the state of pro fishing major, right now? Yeah, Major League Fishing, that's a neat deal, yeah. All right. Hey, we're speaking with Roland Martin, Stan, Wendy, and I. we got to take a break right now. You're listening to Rod and Reel Radio on AM540 or at rodandreelradio.com. If you missed any of tonight's show, just go to the rodandreelradio.com archive page, and you can hear the entire show. So we're going to take a break. We'll be back right after these messages. If you're serious about your fishing, choosing the right tackle is one of the most important decisions you'll ever make. Iserline makes premium fishing lines including monofilament, Dacron, Spectra, fluorocarbon, battle-tested harnesses, and top angler-tested Iserline tools and accessories. Iserline premium fishing products are created to provide you with the ultimate in strength, dependability, durability, high abrasion resistance, low stretch, and high quality. All Iserline products are 100% guaranteed against manufacturing defects. You just can't buy better value. Iserline will replace or repair at their option. No questions asked if you're not pleased with any of their product. Catch what you've been missing. Quality guaranteed. The warm weather is here and our lakes and rivers are brimming. Just remember, if you love California and you love to boat, please wear your life jacket. And make sure everyone with you puts one on, too. Save the ones you love. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. Hey, bass fishermen. Who do you call for your bass boat insurance? Well, if you're not calling me at 1-800-BASS-BOAT for your boat insurance, you're probably paying too much and may not have the coverage that you need. In 1974, I developed the Bass Boat Program. It is what all the pros use today. The reason? No depreciation or any partial claim for your hull, your big motor, your trolling motor, or your electronics until your boat's 10 years old. That's right. You only pay $250 to get your boat on the water for any partial claim, and we still pay a stated value replacement cost for your boat if you have a total loss. We're the only people in the industry that does that, and that's why we are the choice of the pros. So if you want the best, forget the rest. Just call 1-800-BASSBOAT. Call one 800 227 7262 or just spell bass boat 1-800-BASS-BOAT I know there's too many letters but the T is free and the call's on me that's 1-800-BASS-BOAT the choice of the pros for bass boat insurance for more information log on to 1-800-BASS-BOAT.COM Rod and Reel Radio is now available as a podcast you can subscribe to on iTunes, Stitcher or your favorite podcasting app get notified as soon as new episodes are available or go back and listen to our past shows browse through all of our archives shows at roddenreelradio.com slash archives and click the subscribe button to get started listening now Hey Stan, Wendy and I we do want to welcome you back to Rod and Reel Radio our special guest this hour is a legend in the bass fishing industry, Mr. Roland Martin. Roland, again, thank you for being with us. Thank you, John. Yes, sir. I'm, I'm enjoying it. Yes, sir. 
Well, you know, this is you know, this isn't like pulling teeth rolling. It's supposed to be a lot of fun. So, <laughs> you know, but well, but really, talking about fishing, that's you, no good. <laughs> hey, one of the things we wanted to talk to you about. You've been a pro angler for a long time. You've made your living off of your fishing abilities and your personality too. I know there have been times that probably have been lean. There's been the good times, and now. You're looking at 2019. There seems to be a new player that's come in, Major League yeah. Fishing. There's still yeah. uh, FLW out there. There's still BASS. But give us our impressions on what's happening to Major League uh, Fishing and pro angling right now. Well, Major League Fishing, with the format to catching all the fish and weighing each fish individually and just releasing them, uh, that that's really been a been a been a winner, you know, because it, it, it gives the opportunity to catch a lot of fish rather than just a few big ones. And so it's it's just it's been really interesting too. Their television success has been phenomenal. It's been the most watched and most uh, uh, appreciated television series on fishing, I think, in the history of of fishing shows. And so. Uh, People really, really are digging the Major League Fishing format, and they, they really like it. Now, I was kind of had the opportunity to maybe fish it, but, but I really didn't really want to fish the whole circuit. So what they're going to do, and they've asked me to do this, along with Jimmy Houston and, and uh, say, Johnny Morris, who's one of the, uh, the owners of, of, the, of the new program, and uh, 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 some of the other legends. You know, Johnny Morris is a great fisherman in his own right. He made the classic many times, and he's just a fantastic fisherman. He just had been a businessman all these years, and he, you don't think of him as a tournament fisherman, but he's good. And then uh, maybe Bill Dance will get involved, and Hank Parker, and a few a few more of the guys, and we'll just have our own little legends category major league fishing event. You know, we'll have a couple oh, of those neat. going on, and so we're, we're kind of planning that now. We're trying to get a couple things going. So uh, that's going to be kind of interesting. Again, with that format of catching all the fish you can catch, weighing them all, and collectively having a, a weight, you know, for all the fish you catch. That's That's been real successful. Well, Roland, have you, you tried believe- to do that yet? Have- oh. I was going to say, Roland, have you tried that format yet? Have you fished in the Major League Fishing style uh, event yet? No, but I mean, I can see how it, how it would unfold. It, it'd be kind of uh, up my alley in a way, you know. I mean, I like to I like to just catch big limits of fish like that. You know, you always look for schools of fish. And we're talking about all this low water and and all the uh, the weed control that's right now. Well, see, there's schools of fish that that opens up open water for schooling fish. And so, if yep. you can really watch the water clarity, watch the water temperature, watch the movement of the of the wind and the temperatures of the water you can kind of locate schools of fish if you're really thinking about it. That's that's the key. And so with that in mind, I can go out, like just the last couple of times I went out on Okeechobee, I caught 40 or 50 bass out of that open water. And it was just because I found schools. And so that's what it takes when you get into that format where you, every fish counts. I can get a school yeah, well, of two-pounders, and I can win the tournament with 25 fish. You know, you know, and so. it, 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 we, fished, we fished two events out here that I, I had a chance to fish in in the two events that we've had. And the first one, I made the mistake of trying to figure out, I just kind of rolled in like you normally fish a tournament, getting weight, and not looking for necessarily numbers. And that uh, that first hour and a half is was Im- impossible to, to make up the distance because I didn't, I didn't get as many fish as I should have. And, uh, and that was a learning experience. The second one did a lot better. But it is a 
phenomenally fun way to fish. I, I got to give them credit. It is a hoot going out and catching numbers, and each one your numbers counts. Now, now you, know what, you just got to figure Stan? it out right off the bat. So where, where were you fishing, Stan? Where was that? Well, we were. They did two events on Casitas out here. Oh yeah, okay, uh, okay, okay. I got you. Okay, and and that trying to figure out how to catch numbers is sometimes pretty hard. But, yeah. but the you know the mistake I had was I I'm going to go put some weight on the board first, and that was the wrong way to do that. Go put some <laughs> numbers on the board and get the weight later. <laughs> hey, uh, Roland, uh, uh, with Major League Fishing and their pro bass circuit that is uh, coming on up with some of the innovative things that Gary Dobbins and Gary Klein are doing and, and with the help of the sponsors is has FLW and BASS, have they changed? Have they taken notice? Uh, how has that affected, you know, the, the whole fishing industry like that? Well, right now the elite series, of course, lost about half of their anglers, you know, the bass mm-hmm. elite. And so they've replaced those anglers with other anglers that want to fish the elite. So, so they've made up. They've, they, you know, they they've made up for it. And 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 FLW is doing the same thing. And b- both groups are saying, listen, we can make. You know, you, you, we made a Roland Martin, we made a Jimmy Houston, we made a Kevin Van Dam over the years. We can make other new stars. You know, it, it, somebody else that wins that comes along is going to be the next Kevin Van Dam. You know, now that he's gone gone to Major League Fishing, he, he you know he might I don't know I don't know what happens, but but they they have replaced the anglers with they're going to have a full field and they're going to have an exciting format. They're not changing their format though. I don't I haven't heard of anything like that. I think it's going to be the same deal. Total. No, they'll have the same format. Yeah, same yeah. format. I don't of just eighty guys competing. Right. I don't think it's the same caliber though because you don't have. The, you know, you guys, the big wigs, you know, the, the, the popular, the guys that have been around, you know, you have the new and up and coming guys, but you don't have yeah. the, but, you know, your caliber type of fishermen. But you know, Wendy, when you think about it, I think there's a thousand fishermen out there every bit as good as I am. I, you know, I BS a lot. <laughs> I mean, I've had a lot of experience in sure, you know, I get a lot of credit for, for the fish I catch, but seriously, there's a thousand really good fishermen out there. That, that, that there are. For the opportunity you know, as Jimmy, Jimmy Houston told us, he says, I'm a heck I'm of a lot you. better television guy than I am a fisherman. <laughs> I am probably better, but I'm, I'm not the fisherman I used to be. I can't possibly compete like I did when I was 40 years old. I mean, I'm, I'm an old man now, but I'm enjoying it. I enjoy the fishing as much. It's just that I'm not catching quite as many fish, just like yesterday. I was making, I backlashed more than I think I ever, ever did. <laughs> I mean, it's like I normally never backlashed. I'm now backlashing all the time. It's a professional over So, I mean, it's just, it's, so I, I can't fish as good as I could. But the younger group, there's a lot of young anglers that are just hungry to, for the opportunity to prove themselves, and they are going to prove themselves. And I'm telling you, I, I'll meet them all the time. These guys and what's are interesting, strong fishermen. What's interesting so. about that is that they have the new technology now, you know, they're up on all that new technology where, you know, it, it's hard to teach an old dog new tricks, you know, oh, and, God, and they're I up know. on, you know, but, they're up on all of that, which is a big advantage. Oh, there's guys taking taking electronics now, Wendy, and I know you've seen it. And I, Jake, uh, you know, Jacob Wheeler and my son Scott, and these guys can sit there and say, 
Roland, that's a bass. Oh, how do you know that? Well, they <laughs> just throw it there, and I'll show you. And they're using that pan optics, and they're using this stuff. I'm telling you, I, I can't keep up with it. I really can't keep up with the electronics revolution. Uh, it's it's amazing what these young guys are doing with with electronics. It's just it just blows my mind. You know, it seems like the real appeal of major league fishing and the pro bass uh, circuit are number one. And Roland, you know this: the amount of television exposure that they're going to be getting right now. They're they're talking about eight hundred and fifty six hours of television exposure, and not only that, that. The circuit is going to be broadcast on actually network television, you know, and not that there's anything wrong with the cable stations, but, you know, network is a big thing. And then Uh the other thing is, is they just voted to not have any entry fees to the pro tournaments. So the guys, I know the the fishermen, one of their big uh, beefs were always that, hey, we're, we're pros, but we're fishing. For oh, actually for a percentage yeah, yeah. of our own money. And, the, sure. you know, it was getting tough. No, I agree. I, I, it's it's, it's, it's going to change the name of the game. And that's the one thing that I can see Bass are going to have to do. They're going to have to get enough advertisers to get the entry fees down where we're not fishing for our own money. That, that's, that's the main deal. For being a truly professional circuit, that's what it's going to have to be. Yeah, yeah. You're so, right. I know they want to be something like the golfers. I know the last time right. I looked, uh, uh, the fellow that was in a hundred in, in the PGA, the guy that was in a hundred and fifty-sixth place in the money, still made over a million dollars. Now, there's mm. expenses that come out of that, but if you want to be a, I would think that if you're going to be a true professional, or if you're going to have a group of professionals, they've got to be doing something besides fishing for their own money. Yeah. You have a hard enough time, and I don't know if you do or not, but just every year when you fill out your IRS uh, form and you're arguing with the IRS that even with the celebrity you are, that these expenses that you're doing, this is my living. This is just not a hobby. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, it's yeah. it, it's going to change the name of the game. That's, that's, that's the, the biggest revelation and re- revolution that, that, that's happening right now is the fact that finally those guys are going to be fishing for something other than their own money. Yes, that's good. That's good. Really right. Good. Well, Roland, uh, 2019 is, is coming around. Where are we going to be able to see more of the product that Roland Martin is putting out when it comes to videos and television and everything like that? Well, what's, you know, just, what's your you schedule? Know, just- you can Google the YouTube. I mean, that's easy. Just Google somebody's name, and my name comes up, and I'm on the YouTube channels. And then I have the same thing with Fish Brain. I got another big deal with that. And of course, you know, it's it's easy to find. You can Google around and find anybody. But uh, I'll be doing a lot, a lot of stuff. I mean, every week I'll be coming out with one or two good videos, and I'm gonna get my name. I'm gonna get my numbers up to a hundred thousand real quick. So I'll, uh, I'll I'll be I'll be working at it. I'm and sure how that. about this bowl business? Uh, is that maybe oh. uh, uh, something <laughs> that you're going to retire doing bowls? No. Like uh, Jimmy Houston no. going to be retiring uh, selling it's pecans? It's a challenge. It was just I, 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 I just something to keep busy. <laughs> no, I'm not going. I'm not going to do anything more than uh, bowls and just make them and just for the enjoyment of them. Just give them to, give them to my friends. That's all I'm going to do. <laughs> all right. 
You know, Roland, uh, on behalf of Stan and Wendy and all of us here in Rod and Real Radio in Southern California, I and and I really want to thank Judy for helping take such good care of you because of the fact that you run circles around most of us and most of the guys your age. Thank you for all the hours of, of entertainment and instruction that you have given us. And and more importantly, thank you very much for taking your time to be with on on a little podunk uh, radio show out in Southern California like us. We just so much appreciate your time. Hey, well, thank you, John, and thank you, Stan and Wendy. And it's nice, nice being with you guys again. I love fishing with you guys. That's the most fun. That's what we did. The heck with this wintertime. Let's wait till the summer. We'll all get together and go fishing again. We've got to do that, do that or, or better yet, maybe meet in Venice is the... Uh, the fishing out of uh, Venice, Louisiana, still as good as oh, it ever was. It is, it is. I didn't go recently. I was I was down there about uh, four months ago, and we did really well on offshore for tuna fish and big snappers and stuff, and that was great. It was really good. Really All right, good. Roland. Thank you for spending the time with us. Uh, we appreciate it very much. Give uh, a big hug to Judy for us, and uh, you know I know you're three hours ahead of us at different time zone. We we so much appreciate your time. Thank you. Okay, thank you now, guys. Okay. Happy New Year. Tell Judy we said hi. Happy New Year. I will. Happy New Year. Okay, bye-bye. Good New Year to you. Yeah. Well, guys, that's it. Wendy, in closing, do you have any last-minute comments? I do. You know, I just want to make sure it's the beginning of the year, accidents happen, and if you're out there on the water and the big engine's on, please wear your life vest. If you're out in the ocean... Please wear your E-perb and not leave it on the boat, because if that boat flips over, you can't reach it. So please, be safe out there and hope to see you on the water. Great advice. And Stan, yourself? You know what? Go fishing. That's about all I can say. The year has started out great. The the saltwater and the freshwater tournaments are just getting going. Go fishing and enjoy the outdoors. All right. And we want to urge you out there to, you know, keep your dial set to AM 540, starting at 5.05 every Sunday night, and give Rod Real Radio a listen. As you can see, if you were listening tonight, kind of have a unique show. Yeah, sometimes we'll talk over each other, and we might be laughing and giggling and stuff like that, but I got to tell you, nowhere in the country are you going to find a show as unique to Rod and Real Radio. And if by any chance you're looking to advertise on the show, Give us a call at 619-466-8355 and ask us about our ad rates and everything like that. I think you'll find it to be very competitive, and we will give you a lot for your money. So on behalf of Stan, Wendy, our our producer in the AM540 Studios, Otto, Ben Harvey, our local producer here in San Diego, and always in memory of Big Tuna Bill and Eddie McCune, so until next Sunday night, good night, everyone. We're out for now. Get away from me.